Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm so delighted you're here with us today because today we have a very special guest and I am super impressed by this young woman. We have with us Ms. Shanti Hershenson. She has written 12 books that have been published at the tender age of just 15. And she has a 13th book that is getting ready to be published in March. She has published the Never Dying series. And today she's here to talk to us about how she got started publishing books and even writing books at such a young age, because most of us by the time we're 15 haven't done that much with our lives. So I'm very, very impressed with her. Thank you so much, Shanti, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you because I've written one book and I'm like three times your age. So <laughs> I know how difficult that process can be sometimes. I'm really interested to find out how you published or decided to start writing books at such a young age. But before you start talking about that, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Shanti. I'm 15 years old, and obviously I love to write. I'd say writing is probably one of my favorite things to do, um, regardless of whether or not I'm like publishing. I just sometimes like to write short stories and poems. Um, however, of course, now I also publish. Um, other than writing, I, I enjoy a lot of things. Um, I have two cats that I love to spend time with as well as I enjoy skateboarding, hanging out with friends, and a lot of other things. <laughs> I love that. So you're just a typical teenager as well as also a writer. Um, so at what age did you start writing and realize that you kind of had a passion for it? So I've been writing since I was about five years old. It's just been something that I used to um like I used to really enjoy like creating these characters. I would like draw them and cut them out on paper and then I would often write about them. And I would also create these little bound books with like glue and staples and I'd make like the title page and everything. So I can't exactly pinpoint a real age when I started like my passion for writing. It's just always been something I've been interested in. However, when I was about 12 years old, um and the pand pandemic hit, I realized like I needed something to do. And what I wanted to do was actually write a real full-length novel. And that novel ended up turning into the Biomlock series. And then that ended up turning into all of my published work. I love that because it definitely we had a difficult time during COVID. A lot of people experienced probably anxiety and depression having to be in lockdown. So you took that and turned it into something creative. So tell us about your first book. Um, what is it about? I know you do a lot of like fantasy books. Yeah, so Biome Lock, um, it's a little hard to explain, um, but basically it takes place 30 years after an alien invasion and um, the aliens have forced the humans to live captive in these artificial biomes and that's their world. That's all they know. And the main character, Griffin, he's 13. And by the way, when you th turn 13, that's when you're sent to these biomes. And Griffin is sentenced to what he thinks is the worst biome of them all. Um, and in that biome, he has to learn how to survive and how to meet new people. And when an opportunity arises, him and his friends could potentially break the rules that they're supposed to like follow however in doing so that could potentially literally kill all of them and force them to go through all of these different challenges so i'd say biome lock is really first a story about um you know alien invasion and a possessive government and people trying to survive but it's also a story about growing up and how these teenagers are in some ways no different from us 
That's really interesting. What did you take um, to inspire you when you write these stories? Uh, do they just come to you or is there uh, anything that you kind of base it off of? It's always like, for the most part, sometimes they're just random things that pop in my head. Others I try to base on like somewhat on true events or I have like little things that remind me of things in my life. Um, particularly for Biomlock, I'd say it was mostly just a random idea I had. However, a portion of it, particularly the setting, was actually inspired by this Minecraft map my sister and I made when we were in about fifth or sixth grade. And then, um, I, I mean, the characters are all like isolated, so I'd say the pandemic really had a large role to play in the creation of the book. That's really fascinating. I love that you uh, took that as inspiration. So <clears throat> how do you when you sit down to write, how do you get your creative juices flowing? Because I know there's a lot of people out there maybe who want to write and they sit down and maybe they're not really sure how to get started. Do you have any advice for those people? I'd say, and it doesn't work for everyone, but for me, one of the best things I can do is I come up with playlists for songs that remind me of my books or songs I think would play as these scenes happen. And listening to them and being able to picture what's going on, I feel like really, really excites me to write and really makes me want to continue. Um, other than that, like I'd say sometimes when I'm really having writer's block, I just sit down and I just kind of force myself to write and I kind of see where it goes and if there's a scene that's really not working I'll try to change it because sometimes it's like I feel like if I'm like not if I just can't keep writing I'm like why can't I do this there's usually something going on that can be fixed and there's usually like something that just isn't working that's like deeper than just oh I don't want to write this scene now how did you publish your first book because I'm sure there are a lot of of young people out there who write but they never really do a lot more with it other than just writing. They might just keep a journal and then they write a little bit here and there and then just kind of toss it aside and don't really do anything with it. And most people end up when they become writers, it's not until later in life. So how did you decide, okay, this is a book, this can be published. And then what was the process like for you? Okay, so I gotta say, Biomlock wasn't my first published book. It wasn't exactly, so it was like the first novel I wrote, but prior, actually prior to the pandemic, I'd written these two 50-paged like novellas slash children's books with one of my friends, with one of my friends, and we really wanted to get a printed copy. And I did all my research, and what I found out was um, Kindle Direct Publishing by KDP. And I ended up just uploading the book. I didn't really think much of it. And then I ended up having, like, I ended up actually publishing the book. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I did this. You know, I told all my friends about it. I got me, like, 10 sales or something. It really wasn't that great. But it kind of opened this pathway for me for when I actually started, like, seriously writing books to have this new publishing platform. Of course, now I use, um, I self-publish for now. However, I'm hoping to build a platform so that later I can actually traditionally publish if um, that will bring me some opportunities. Because at this point, I don't even know, like, if I can keep self-publishing and keep doing really really well I might not even need that um but for now I use now a combination of three different publishing services uh, my main one is Kindle Direct Publishing it's just the easiest and I feel like it's the best for Amazon it's just the most like optimized and then I use Ingram Spark for my hardcovers because I love the dust jackets and it's good to have that like wider distribution and then for any of my ebooks that are not in um KDP Select and Kindle Unlimited I have them wide released using draft to digital it's a lot, but <laughs> are you doing all of this yourself or do you have help from um, other adults or from anyone else or 
you know, is this just something that you just researched it and you did because it's a passion project? Yeah, I do all the publishing myself. Wow. And so how's that going for you? Like, how are your books doing so far? They're doing really well. I feel like with each release I have, I learn something new and I gain something new. Like, for example, um, my last release, I had the best pre-order campaign I've ever had. And part of that is because it's like a sequel to a pre-existing book. So I learned like people genuinely do pre-order books. Um, Because like for previously, I was like, you know, I don't think my pre-orders are doing very well. Should I even be doing this? And then what I realized is actually it does work really, really well. Um, Next, and like actually not next, but previously, um, then with the first Never Dying book, I had to learn a lot about deadlines because um, I had a book signing on the 25th and the book released on the 30th. And I wanted to have a bunch of copies of that book available beforehand. And then I realized like editing deadlines are really serious. (laughs) <laughs> and really difficult and <laughs> I absolutely I, I feel so bad for my editor <laughs> and did you just have someone you know edited or did you hire an editor or what it, what was that process like for you I have a writing coach and she um helps me read through my books and make sure like everything's neat and concise and also like one big thing for me is like plot holes because sometimes when you're just writing 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 and for me, I often take a break from the book after I finish it and go write something else. There can be a lot of things that are overlooked. And of course, actually, things are less overlooked than if I was just going back and restarting once I'm done. Um, but I tend to struggle occasionally, not with every book, but with some books, like these plot holes where it's like, that doesn't make sense. That's not how that's supposed to work. And then having someone else look through and be like, hey, you know, is this actually, does this make sense? It's like really helpful. Because with one of my books, um, they were, like, staging this whole prison break, and there's no mention of there being cameras anywhere. And it was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's great that you learn from your process, um, because I think that's what makes anyone better. And believe me, when I first started my podcast, I had no idea what I was doing, and I had, like, 10 listeners, and I hope that I've at least improved a little bit since my first podcast. So it's great that you're taking that as constructive criticism and using it to help you learn as you move forward. What would you say to anyone who's out there listening who would like to write a book, but maybe they think they don't have what it takes or they're just not sure how to get started with that whole process? I think there are definitely a lot of people out there who think there's something in the way of them writing a book, like mentally, like they're like, well, I'm not good enough. I just am too old to write a book. I'm too young to write a book. And all of those mindsets are incredibly harmful and they're not at all accurate because really I feel like almost anyone can write a book. Um, Yeah, I feel like you can never be too young to write a book and you can never be too old to write a book. I was, you know, I was like 11, 12 when I first started and I finished that first novel when I was 12. And it was really, really long. And it's like, there's nothing stopping you. Of course, there are things like school and work, but you have to kind of find ways to work around that and to find times throughout your life when you can actually just sit down and work. You know, um, it's kind of, which kind of contradicts my second point. But like, I, for me, what's worked is I write every single day. I've written every single day, probably for the last three years now. And that's really been what's like, the, the most helpful thing for me. Originally, when I started, um, like my first novel, I was writing a couple sentences per day, maybe a hundred words. It really just varied, except that wasn't at all like working because of that much, like first off, I wasn't writing very much. And second, even though I was writing almost every day, I wasn't actually 
like writing this concrete amount. And I think writing the same amount is so much better because you're training your brain to actually get used to writing an amount. And of course, like over the summer, I like to write more. Um, sometimes with school, I only, it's like the minimum is like a thousand, but like over the summer, I've done like 2000, 3000, 4000, but I really try to stick to one thing per book. Sometimes I have to adjust it, but if I can just basically train my brain and just like thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do. We've done this before. It's really easy. That's like the most helpful thing. And that's the easiest way to finish your novel. So you would tell someone who's wanting to write to carve out time in their schedule every day to write a set amount and say, I'm going to sit here until I write this amount each and every day. Yeah. I love that. And it's true. What we do habitually, right? That's what shapes us. We, those things we do every single day become habits and we can have good habits and bad habits. So that's a good, uh, Good piece of advice there. What would you, what advice would you give to someone? Maybe they've written someone because I know a lot of people um, worry about this. They feel very vulnerable putting their writing out there for other people to read and they might be afraid. And you probably uh, understand this being a teenager because I think a lot of times teenagers feel a lot more social pressure than even adults do in sharing things and so if you have adults out there listening who have written something but maybe they're just too afraid to share it with the public what would you say to that person sitting out there i agree like one of the scariest things is like reader feedback and reviews and just having people actually read your work and not knowing what they're they're going to think of it and the only way to actually get over that fear is to just take the leap and publish your book and get some reviews. Um, when I started out, I was really, really, really sensitive. I um, got a four-star review and I cried about it because I was like, my book could have been better. It's not fair. It could have been avoided. And what you have to learn is like reviews, they do matter, but they also, they're not this big detrimental thing. You get one one-star review, it's not that big of a deal. And a lot of the time with negative reviews, they're from people who aren't from your target audience and who wouldn't enjoy your book anyway. And if you happen to find there are some like reviews that genuinely do have constructive feedback you can use, then like feel free to use that. But if it's just someone who just hates your book for like no reason or they hate your book because they wouldn't ever enjoy it anyway, no matter what you did, then just ignore it. Um, I feel like there's always going to be more positive people than negative people. And you really have to look at those positive people and you can read those positive reviews and you really have to like understand like those are your readers, not the people that just hate on your book. And also like don't check, don't be like me and don't obsessively check your reviews. I have to admit um, for a really like long time, literally ever since I published my first book, I check every single day and it's just like, you know, you get a new review. Cool. And it sometimes, but just causes all this anxiety and, um, like stay off Goodreads. Like authors should have a Goodreads account, set up your account. Don't check it every day and don't like kind of, cause Goodreads is especially with more kind of how do I explain it? Harsher readers. And it's like, you don't need to read the negative reviews and if you're if you're looking for positive reviews and you're going to find negative reviews just don't and also if you can laugh about them like do it I I, I like laughing at negative reviews <laughs> well I agree with you um being in this business for as long as I've been 
people will leave a negative review even sometimes just because they had a bad day or and they pick one particular episode and they'll say, oh, you know, I didn't like this about this episode. And then they'll go on because I personally reached out to readers and listeners before just to say, hey, thanks for the feedback. You know, what, what didn't you like about it? And have had conversations with people who then say, oh, well, it was because in this episode, and I'll say, did you listen to more than one episode? <laughs> oh no, just that one. And then when they listen to others, they say, oh yeah, my feedback was harsh because it was just that one particular episode. So I agree with you. I think that you're not going to hit with every single person and every single reader. And as long as you focus on the positive and are able to take the constructive criticism and use it and, and turn it into something positive, like making improvements for your next book. That's the important thing. Uh, and I think it's amazing that at 15 years old, you have that wisdom to know, you know, not to focus on the naysayers and the people who don't support you, because uh, that's a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn. I think there's so many people who are afraid of what others might think of them or say about them that they just don't even get started. So the fact that you gave that piece of advice is amazing. And I love that. Thanks. So tell us, you have 12 books now and you're getting ready to publish your 13th. So tell us about the new book because that's coming out in March, correct? Yeah. I'd say, so uh, my 13th published book is going to be The Bane of Angel Fall Academy. I have had the most complicated relationship with this book. Um, when I started writing it, I absolutely hated it. I was like, I wanted to quit a lot of the time. And I was like, I, like, I was too like into the story to quit. But I was like, there was so much I had to tie together. There were so many different things going on. And I was like, this is confusing. This is bad. I just hate this. I don't want to do this. And then when I finished the book, I was like, so thankful I was done. And then I put it aside and I didn't actually have any plans to go back and begin the editing process for it. I was like, you know, this if, this, if there's any book, this is the one that I'm not even going to attempt to rewrite. I'm just going to scrap it. And what actually ended up happening was I was talking to a friend and I was like, hey, do you want to read a chapter of a book I don't like? And he was like, why don't you like this? This is amazing. And then I kind of read over it myself and I was like, actually, I don't know what I'm so afraid of. And um, then I began the editing process and everyone that's read it so far has really enjoyed it. And I'd say also the plot is actually not that bad it's really exciting and it's a really um elaborate really just vivid book do you feel like when you're writing your books because this is the experience i had um i wrote one book and i'm in the process of another and the first book that i wrote i felt like when i sat down to write it it just kind of flowed out almost as if like we call it in our world here channeling like like it wasn't even completely me, just words just flowed out really, really quickly. And then I had the other uh, also example where sitting down to write my second book, it hasn't flowed as easily as the first one did. So do you think that that has any kind of role in, in your writing process? So whenever I'm writing a book, I've like, I've written um, enough books. Now I've gone through the process where I do notice there are some things that happen each time. Um, I feel like in the beginning for the first 10, 20,000 words, sometimes up to 30, it's I'm really excited. I'm writing a lot more. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so good. And then I reach a point, maybe around the 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 mark where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I'm kind of like, it's just so hard and it's so difficult. And I just don't, and I'm like, should I even keep writing? But I'm already so far into it. 
And that's like the middle point. That's like, I feel like what the dragging middle is. And it's kind of just, I just have to keep going through it. And then I also reach a point, maybe 20,000 words later, somewhere in the 70,000, 80,000, where I'm like, oh, hey, I'm actually almost done. And then I feel like as soon as I can see the ending, I'm like, okay, man, this isn't so bad. And I start to think about my next book and I start to think about editing. And then I end up actually like being okay. And I think it gets easier each time just because now I'm aware of it. And I'm like, you know, this is not actually something specific to the book. This is just how my process works. And this is just how like writing a book works. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. I think that that makes a big difference. And I also had the similar experience where what I was writing, I didn't think was that great. And then I sent it to someone and they were like, no, no, this is even better than the first one. So I get that too. That's awesome that you have a process and that you're sticking to it. Do you have plans for writing more books after this 13th book is published? Yes, I think um, I'm literally always working on new books. So <laughs> I um, currently am writing a new book. I have a couple of new books in my drafts now that I finished um, after that one. And then I actually um, finished a screenplay last night and it's just for my creative writing class. But I'm thinking I could try to do some stuff with that because it was really like, I wrote probably... 20 pages last night. I was up till three in the morning. So awesome. Awesome. So what plans do you have for the future other than writing your books? Do you is there anything um that you're planning on doing like once you get out of high school and what are your plans so far? Well, I always think it might be cool to be a creative writing professor and kind of like share my love of writing with other people and share everything I've learned. Um I say professor because I think it would be better to teach college than like high school or middle school because college students who actually select that course usually really want to do it and aren't just like there just because or there because they're forced to take it. And I also want to do more events. Um, I have actually a book signing coming up in four days now, which reminds me, I really have to do some marketing for that. Um, and I really want to do um, like a full book tour around the country because so far I've only actually stuck in my state actually not even my state, literally just my region, only in Southern California. Um, but I really want to go to different places. And I also really want to do some conventions and like book festivals because I've only really done one book festival and it was really fun. Now, do you do your own marketing yourself? Yeah, I do. <laughs> are you uh, just strictly on social media or how are you marketing your book? So of course I do um, interviews. I also, I post a lot on social media, particularly TikTok. And I do some like newsletter promotions. Really with every book, I try to find something new to do to kind of add to my catalog, like marketing ideas, because there's always new ways you can promote yourself. And there's always like brand new things that are going to work. Other than that, I also really enjoy um, doing these in-person and virtual events. I actually put on a virtual book signing Um myself a few it was in October November something like that and um it was with two other or no three other teen authors and it was really really exciting so I think like putting on more events both virtual and in person honestly in person is like it's so much better so I really want to do of course some more festivals conventions book signings and really like anything I also enjoy doing open mic nights so I have to add in that that is awesome. I'm sure whatever you end up doing, you're going to end up setting the world on fire with as much talent as you have, especially as young as you've started with much as much energy as you have. Uh, so I absolutely love that. If we have people out there listening who want to look at your books and try to buy a copy of your book or maybe want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, so you can first find me in um on my web not, on my website. It's shantihershenson.com. That's S H A N T I H E R S H E N S O N dot com. I have um most of my interview links, um all of my books, and I try to update it as much as possible. Although it might go through a remodel. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, which is at Shanti Hershenson, and I'd say I'm mostly active on my TikTok, which is at Shanti Who Writes. There I post a variety of um, content, but all related to writing and my books. Um, I post tips, things about my story, things about my books, really just anything I can think of. Um, and all my books are available to purchase on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and some in-person stores, and really anywhere you buy books online. Awesome. And we're going to have that link in the show notes too, so people can go directly there and follow you. I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. You're such a bright light and it's just been such a pleasure getting to know you and talk about the writing process. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. I highly encourage you to go and check out Shanti's website and take a look at all of the books she has and go and purchase a few of them and keep in touch because we don't know if she's got some new big things coming up. You may see her again on our podcast. So thank you guys today. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, if you like the show, please leave a review or subscribe. I hope that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.